All right, we're going to be in Galatians tonight, chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to pick up right where we left off last week. And some of you are saying, oh my, because I kind of got carried away last week. We, we dug into some kind of tough stuff. And we're going to kind of continue on with that a little bit tonight, but kind of trail off from that. Galatians chapter 3, we're going to look at verses uh, 25 through 28, but we'll read 24 just to give us a little bit of context as to uh, exactly what, what we're talking about. Now, last week we, we talked a lot about the law, and you're saying, well, we've talked a lot about the law every week the last few Wednesday nights, which we have because that's what the book of Galatians is about. But last week uh, we, we really talked about freedom. I tried to to pound the point home of the freedom that we have, that we are not burdened down by the letter of the law, that is, the law of Moses in the Old Testament, but the freedom that Jesus Christ uh, gives to us and that we are are freed from that letter of the Old Testament law. And that's what we talked about uh, last week in a nutshell, and we're going to continue on with that a little bit tonight. Now, I talked about that a lot last week, but even though we are freed from the letter of the law, and, and, and the law of Moses, we'll call it, from the Old Testament, we are still under the law of Christ. But there's a difference. There's a difference between those two things, and we're going to look at that tonight. So let's pray, and then we'll dig in. God, we come to you, and I pray that you just would, would uh, be with me tonight as I speak, that you would hide me behind the cross, dear Lord, that you would just humble me, God, that you would take away any pride that I may have, God, and my weakness, dear Lord, that I just would seek you to, to be the one to speak to your people tonight. And that your, your words would just make sense. That the Holy Spirit would just, would just speak them to our hearts in a way that, that makes sense to us, God. That gives us peace. That gives us joy. That gives us guidance. That gives us correction if we need it. And I pray that we would understand your word as we read it tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Galatians 3 verse 24. The law then was our guardian until Christ. So we talked about that last week, right? The law was put into place. It could never save us. It, it kept us in check. It told us what to do. But Jesus came and he freed us from the law so that we could be justified by faith. We, we, we talk about that all the time. It is by faith in Jesus Christ that we are saved. But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized in Christ have put on Christ like a garment. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now that's good news. That's good news. What Paul is doing here is he's, he's making a, a distinction and making sure to make a point to say that, look, there were some groups that were looking down at another group or saying, well, you surely can't be a Christian because you're a Jew or you're a Greek or you don't follow this or you don't follow that. But what Paul was saying is that we as Christians are united as one in Christ, that we are freed from those burdens of the law, we don't have to jump through all those hoops anymore, and that we are made to be one in Christ. He also uses some, some good language for us here. He says, For as many of you as have been baptized in Christ have put 
on Christ like a garment. So not only uh, when we become a Christian, sometimes you may hear the term, you ask Jesus into your heart. That means that, that Jesus is living inside of you. But not only is Jesus in us, but we are also baptized into Christ. And it says here that we, that we put on Christ like a garment, that Christ is something that, that is not just on the inside, but something that should be coming out on the outside. It should be something that we are excited to wear, so to speak, to, to stick with the analogy uh, of wearing something. Maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. You get home at the end of the day, and you're tired, right? And the first thing you want to do is you want to put on something comfortable. You don't want to wear your dirty old work clothes or your uncomfortable old work clothes. So what you do is you go and you find your favorite thing to wear, and it's just so comfortable. And when you put it on, you just, you just feel better. You feel relaxed. And that's kind of what our relationship with Christ should be, except on a much grander scale. And, and when, we, when we are in a relationship with Christ, we should have some, some peace and some comfort and just some joy when we, when, we, when we put Christ on to know that we are in Christ and that Christ is on us. That should bring a certain joy and excitement and relaxation to our life to know that we are are in Christ and to know that we are all equal in Christ that there Christ that there is no there is no designation of this group over that group or this race over that race but it is Christ that unites us all and the verses we looked at last week we talked about that we are freed from the law and the burden of the law the letter of the law the law of Moses but we now come under a new law and that is the law of Jesus but what is the law of Jesus well, I believe that the law of Jesus is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. I believe that that is the law. When we come under Christ, we are not under the letter of the law, but we're still under what Jesus Christ taught. We're still under the heart of what the law intended. And so Jesus Christ taught us many things. Should we continue to do some of the things that were in the letter of the law? Absolutely. Should we continue to worship the Lord and get together and do that? Absolutely. Does it have to be a certain day and time? Absolutely not. Should we continue to give to the Lord if the Lord leads and we have the ability? Then absolutely we should do those things. We are free from the letter of the law, but those are still things that we should do. We should not feel a burden for those things, but those are still things that Christ would have us to do. We're not under the letter of the thou shalt not kill, but does Jesus want us to kill? Absolutely not. Jesus never taught anything of the such. Jesus taught us to love each other. And so if we are under Christ and under what Christ teaches then we are under the law of Christ. We are freed from the letter of the law from having to jump through the hoops. And Paul addresses this for us. If you want to turn in your Bible, you can to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And we'll talk a little bit about how this affects us. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verses, uh, we're going to start in verse 19, just read a couple verses here. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. The reason why it's important to make a distinction from, from being under the, the law of Moses and the law of Christ, now there are some who make the mistake, and I can't remember what this view is called, I think anatonism or something like that, I don't know, you can look it up later. But this view, there are some that hold the view that they read that we are not under the law, that Christ has freed us from the law, and so therefore they just go out and they just sin and they just do whatever they want to do. They're freed from the law. There is no law. I've asked Christ into my heart. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. And that is just hogwash. 
The Bible never would even lead me, at least, obviously it does them, to believe that that's the case. Jesus never told us that we need to go out and just live in sin and just do all these things that obviously were wrong. But there are some who hold that view. And so we want to make sure that we're not confused when we say that we are free from the letter of the law, which we are. We still are under the law of Christ. And as I mentioned, God still doesn't want us to murder. We're not free to sin. We don't want to just go out and sin all the more. But we are still under the law of Christ. And that is talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. Although I am a free man and not any one slave, all right, so Paul's talking about he's free, he's not a slave to anybody. I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. Now that is, that is, pretty, that is pretty amazing to me. Paul says, look, I'm free, but I'm going to take my freedom and I'm going to become a slave to some so that I can win them to the Lord. Now you talk about humility. That's exactly what Jesus did. He, he didn't have to humble himself so, and be killed so that we could be forgiven. And here we have Paul following kind of a same example. He's following that example of his Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus who came to be a servant to all. Here Paul is saying, look, I'm going to be a slave to some and give up some of my freedom to win some to Christ. Now that's good stuff. And we can learn from that. To the Jews I became like a Jew to win Jews. To those under the law, like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law. To those who are without that law, like one without that law. Not being without God's law, but within Christ's law, to win those without the law. Now here Paul is giving us some stuff that may kind of seem kind of confusing and contradictory in what exactly he's talking about. Paul, he goes on to say, let's read a little further. He says, to the weak, I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that I may, by every possible means, save some. Now that's interesting language. I have become all things to all people so that I may become uh, a win some. What Paul is saying there is, 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 it's not contradictory in the fact that he's saying, I'm going to live this way among these people and I'm going to live this way among these people. But Paul realized that there were cultural differences between each group. And he realized that, look, some group is not going to even pay any attention to what I have to say if I'm doing X, Y, or Z. So what he's saying is, depending on what group I'm with, I may have to give up some of my freedoms. That is, there are some things that I know for a fact are not wrong. But if this other group sees me doing it, even though I know it's not a sin, they're not going to listen to me. So therefore, I may abstain from certain things so that they'll listen to what I have to say. And that takes, that takes a, lot of, a lot of something. I don't even know what you call it, but that takes a lot of something to say, look, I'm going to give up something that I know is not wrong for the good of others. Now, let's use an example. All right, I'm just going to make up a random place. This is not an example of anybody or anything. I'm just making it up. So say we started a new ministry at the Washateria in Gloucester. I'm making this up, all right? We start a new ministry at the Washateria in Gloucester, and we've got this uh, a certain group, just anybody you want it to be, and we invite these people to come to our new ministry, and we decide we're a Southern Baptist church. What better thing to do than have food at our ministry? And so what better food to have is some big things of fried chicken. I mean, that's good, right? And so we go to Vines and we get this fresh fried chicken and then we get our group and the group comes in there and the group's kind of a religious group but they're not Christians and all of a sudden they come and they say, oh no, uh, 
it's a, it's, it's a sin to eat chicken. We can't eat that chicken. Okay, now look, we as Christians, we know it's not a sin to eat chicken. We know we can eat whatever we want to. We can eat chicken if we want to. But if this group of people we're trying to minister to sees us eating chicken, they're going to think we're the most wretched, horrible people in the world. How could we defile ourselves with such an evil food to eat? And that's going to harm our witness. Now, as Christians, we know we are free to eat chicken, but if our freedom is going to hinder us from reaching someone who is lost, then what Paul is saying here is that I'm going to give up my freedom so that I can reach those who may think something is wrong, even though it's not, so I can get in there and they'll trust me enough that I can tell them about Jesus Christ. And that's what he means when he says, look, I want to be all things to all people so that some may come to know the Lord. And that should be our attitude. It may mean that sometimes in our life that we have to give up something. We have to give up a freedom that we know is not wrong. But if there's a certain person or a certain group that we're trying to reach, we may have to do something that we know is not a sin to earn their respect and earn their trust. And we need to be aware of that as a church because we're, we're reaching an ever-changing world. Our culture's different. Our people's different. Things are different now than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. So it may mean that we have to do something that, that we wouldn't typically do, something that's not necessarily wrong, but we want to be able to win them over and win their trust, so maybe we may have to change the way that we do things. Now, Paul makes an interesting statement in the midst of all this. He says, To those who are without the law, like one without the law, not being without God's law, but within Christ's law. Now Paul is saying, look, there are some things that, that, that aren't a sin. It's okay if I, if I do them or don't do them. But what Paul says is, look, I'll follow that to a certain extent, but there's a certain point where if it goes against the law of Christ, because I am now under the law of Christ, if it goes against that, I will not do it. All right, let's go back to our, to our imaginary group at the Washington and Gloucester. Now, we realize that eating chicken's okay, but we don't want to be a stumbling block to them. We're trying to reach them, so we say, hey, you know what? No more chicken. We don't eat the chicken. But then they come to us and they say, well, we also think that it's necessary that everybody bows down and, and, and prays to this little wooden idol that we've created. We don't cave to that point because that is against the law of Christ. That is against everything that God tells us to do and calls us to do. If they say we need to sacrifice a young child, then we're going to say, hold up. We'll cut back on the chicken to win you to Christ because that's not, that's not neither here nor there. That's not a sin to eat or sin to not eat. Who cares? But these things that you're telling us to do, they are against the law of Christ. And so we want to make sure that we don't go too far, that we don't give in to everything. There are some things that we may can kind of bend on and give in to even if we don't want to, that we may have to bend to to be able to fulfill whatever God has called us to do as long as we do not go against the law of Christ. We have another mention of, of being under the law of Christ in Galatians. If you want to turn to Galatians chapter 6, we'll eventually get here in a few weeks, but just a little preview. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. It's a short verse, but pretty simple. It says... Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill 
the law of Christ. That kind of goes along with the verse that I quoted a while ago about loving your neighbor as yourself. It says that's how you fulfill the law of Christ is by carrying each one uh, one or other's burdens. And so that's what we as a church want to do. We want to fulfill the law of Christ. We want to, as we talked about last week, realize that we are freed from the letter of the law and we don't have to follow everything to the T in the law of Moses. And so we're free from that, but we're free to serve. We're free to love. We still want to continue to do the things Jesus did, and that is to love people and have compassion on people and continue to preach preach of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what we are called to do, and we are called to carry one another's burdens, and we are called to look out for one another. So as a church, let us strive not to give in to that burden of the law of Moses, but let us recognize that freedom that we have in the law of Christ and fulfill that law by being there for one another, by helping each other out, and by loving each other. Let us realize that maybe there's a certain group of people that one day God's going to put in our path. Maybe not. Who knows? God may put somebody in our path next week and we may have to stop eating chicken. You just never know. But God may put some groups and some people that are different cultures and from different areas. And if God calls us to do something, maybe it's kind of crazy. If it's not against the law of Jesus Christ, then let's do it. Because we want to be found faithfully just like Paul. We want to do whatever it takes to win some to Christ. And if that means giving up a little bit of our freedom, then praise the Lord. Let us be found faithful to do that. Let's pray. God, I come to you tonight, and I thank you for your good word. And I thank you that, that, that we are one in you, as this text we looked at tonight. God, that there's no slave or, or, or Greek or Jew or anybody, dear Lord. We are all free. God, whether we're from the north or the south, whether we're black or white or Cuban or Asian, God... We all come together for one thing, and that is to worship you, Lord Jesus, because you died on the cross for all of us. So help us not to, not to be guilty of, 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 of putting certain groups in a certain category or this group in that category. God, sometimes it's easy for us to do that, but know that, look, you called us all to be together. You called us to go and preach the good news to everybody. You called us to do whatever it takes to win those who are lost. Dear Lord, help us to recognize our freedom that we have in Jesus. Help us never to use that freedom to sin. Help us to, to sometimes realize that maybe we, if we have to lay some of that freedom aside to, to win people to you, God, help us to do that, to, to tell people the good news. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.